I don't know if you've caught it this morning, but God is doing something special in this place today. I do believe that. I believe that as we have worship today. And how great was our worship this morning, by the way? Wasn't that phenomenal? I thought it was really fitting, actually, that um, those two were on the platform worshiping together because it was, um, yeah, it's just fitting because um, for those who don't know, Esther, who was on keys, before, before Christmas, she, she had to have surgery and it was quite a sudden thing. She didn't know that that, that was gonna happen and, and God brought her through that and I know that she's still on a journey, but isn't it just amazing that, you know, in spite of all that, she's just coming to serve as soon as she is ready to serve and I thought that that was special and then we had Scott as well, who I know shared a little bit at the start about his journey too. Last September, Scott had COVID and for a few months, he, he literally didn't have a voice to sing. He actually couldn't sing. It was like a little bit of long COVID, but again, he was here and he was serving until such a time as God could use him in that gifting. And I think that's so special, church. It's so special that even when, when sometimes our, our journey has to be that, that God, God, will, God will remove things sometimes. Sometimes it will look like that, but you keep going. You press on. You press on because the reason that we have to press on when the things in this life fade away, church, we know the secret. You know, when, when, when Esther had that surgery and then she actually preached on Christmas Day, which in and itself was a miracle, but obviously now is serving again. That's because she has learned the secret. And, and Scott obviously had COVID and then he injured his finger as well, which is another story. So he couldn't even play guitar. Useless for like months. I didn't even know what was. No, he wasn't useless. He was here and he was serving. And church, it's because he has learned the secret. And spoiler alert, I will share this in just a few minutes. But the secret is, as Paul calls it, it's Christ who strengthens me. The secret is the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That is the secret to contentment. That is the secret to consistent and constant service to God. You want to stay on the road, know, know the surpassing worth. Know that Christ is the one who strengthens you. And because of that, because of that, the one who strengthens you it never runs out and it never runs dry. You want to draw strength, you draw it from the one who will never be weak. Christ who strengthens you. The surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus as your Lord. Because in any circumstance in life that you face, when you have that, Paul describes it as the secret. And we'll get on to those verses in just a few minutes. But yes, church, press on. And those who are online with us, because I'm sure there's a few, I hope there is, because you're not here, so you better be there. <laughs> Pastor Matt's like, no, I'm not there. I'm still on holiday. I'm not watching. <laughs> he did watch, by the way. So whoever said last week, who wooed when he wasn't here, he was watching, by the way. Um, church, a few announcements. Sorry, before we get in 
to God's word. I have to make you aware. Um, there's no mothers and toddlers tomorrow for those that that applies to. Um, the leaders are all down, so that's not happening. Same with the academy. It's not happening tomorrow night. Um, the leadership, again, is down, not able to be here. So both of those things will commence the following Monday then. Um, so the following Monday, they'll just take one week extra off. Remind you about tonight. Tonight at 6.30, we do have another service, and yes, it is for you. I encourage you to be here. We're going to have a fantastic woman um, on this platform sharing um, some of her wisdom, um, some of her life experience. That's Molly McAllister. She's going to be here tonight. Um, and so we really encourage you to come along. And then on Tuesday night at 8 p.m., we have the Living Word Bible Study. So Tim Bailey is going to be speaking at that. Uh, Seek is for the young adults, Seek 18 to 30. If you're outside of that age group, you're not invited. I'm sorry, but that is where it falls. So the young adults were supposed to meet on Friday. That's been changed. We're going to meet next Sunday night after church. So, and yes, you do have to come to church. If you don't come to church first, you're not invited. All right. So that's next Sunday night following the evening service. The young adults are going to meet. And uh, man up, our first men's event um, post COVID, the ladies had theirs a few weeks ago. The men are going to have theirs on Tuesday, the 1st of March. So tickets are on sale for that at the info desk. Um, we have a guy coming to speak called Jack McCulloch, who has a great story that we encourage you to come and be a part of. Um, the tickets are £3. That, that, that money is actually going towards. So the, on the night you're going to get fed, we're going to have a cowboy supper, but the church is covering that um, because the three pounds going to go toward uh, Jim Weir's fundraiser. Jim Weir, on the 8th of April, he's going to Everest. He's going to do Everest base camp, and so he's been fundraising on behalf of the Kevin Bell Repatriation Trust, um, which is the trust that brought his daughter Leah home. So he, he really wanted to do something for them. Um, I think he's raised over two grand already. His target's over three. So if there's any um, people who obviously want to give to that outside of the men's event, then I'm sure Jim would appreciate that. But yes, come to the men's event, buy your mates a ticket, buy your family a ticket. Let's pack this place out with men on that night. So again, that's Tuesday the 1st of March. Church, I have learned the secret. This will make sense in just a few minutes. We're looking at Philippians chapter 4, verses 11 to 13. And it says this, I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound in any and every circumstance. I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Allow me to pray as we begin to study God's word together. Lord, I pray that over these next few minutes as I would speak, God, would your Holy Spirit have it fall on the ears who would need to hear it, God? Would you teach all of us something? Would you give us new, a fresh revelation? God, we pray that today through your word we would have an encounter with your Holy Spirit. God, would it be significant what we are doing here today? We pray for our congregation that are here, and we thank you for them. We pray for those who can't be here, God, and we pray for them. We pray, God, that your, your spirit is touching them as we would gather together. It's in your son's holy and precious name that we pray. Amen. 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 Church, I talked about at the beginning there about that 
that thing that we have to hold on to, that future hope. And in these, um, these few verses written by Paul, um, the reason that he can write this, the reason that he has this truth is because Paul knows that he has a future hope. He has a future grace. He has a future encounter waiting for him. That, that cannot be taken away from him. And so he has these words that he shares with us. This is what allows Paul to either be filled or to be hungry. It allows him to be in both circumstances. And I'll explain that as we go on. It allows him to prosper or to suffer. It allows him to have everything or to have nothing. The, the truth that he is sharing here with the church in Philippi, the truth that he is sharing with us. It says there in just a few words at the end, I can do all things. And I'm not planning on taking that out of context. We will explain that. But I want to I wanna make clear from the start that all things, it really means all things. But it doesn't just mean easy things. It doesn't just mean the things that we can do in our own strength or the things that seem like success in this world. It's all things. And don't be fooled by the popular interpretation of what this verse is. We, what we don't want to do today is we don't want to snatch this verse like straight out of context and apply it uh, straight to our triumphs apply it straight to our victories because that's not all that it's saying i can do all things through him who strengthens me and 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 we apply it to like i can i can score a last minute winner i can climb a mountain i can run a marathon i can deadlift an elephant i can do the heap in Philippians 4.13, it's not mainly talking about all the great things that you'd want to do. But it's, it's, it's not talking about just the accomplishments that you want for your life with a little bit of Jesus, like fired in there. Rather, this verse, the verse is mainly about how Jesus is strong enough to give us contentment in life's most difficult circumstances talks about how Jesus is our contentment. And when we rely on him, then we have that consistently. The all things that Philippians chapter 4 is talking about here, yes, it does include our successes. It includes the positive things in life. But the edge on this, the edge on this verse is that all things also means life's hardest things. The things that are just difficult to stomach. The seasons that we don't understand why God would put us through. And Paul is such a great example of why we are to be content in those times. And I'll explain that as we go on. But yeah, this, the, these verses, it's for the times that we are hungry. The times when we are in need. The times when we have suffered loss. I would argue that this verse isn't just about pointing a finger to the sky with a satisfying nod when life's going as well as it can. 
It's like, yes, we experience that amazing thing and we're like, happy days, and then the difficult time comes and it's like, we're not even here. That's not what this is about. And, and it's mainly about, it's mainly about where to go. It's about whom do we go to? When we're in those most difficult of circumstances, the tough times in life, when we're in pain, when we're at a loss, when we're in our lowest of lows, where is it that we turn? Who do we, whom do we rely on? Where are we in those moments? You speak to people all the time who aren't here, and, well, at least I hope you do. I know, I know I do. And when you see people out on the street and you're like, I haven't seen you in a while. Where have you been? I know it's been tough. That's why you need to be here. No point not being here when it's hard. That's when you need the church. Many testimonies in this place do we have of people whose lives, whose lives have been turned upside down. And it's the church it's the church. It's, it's that surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus. That's what will get us through. That's what will carry you forward. So never leave it behind. In, in every circumstance, in all things. In all things. See, it's in this context that the Apostle Paul claims, I have learned in whatever situation, I am to be content. And it, and it, says, it say, says it again, in any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. Do you know, the Apostle Paul writes this. He, he writes this letter from a dirty, miserable, first century jail. And jail today is like it's not nice it's bad enough then where he was the place in which he was it was horrible there was there there's not really a logical explanation to have hope while you're in that circumstance and yet paul again he's not he's not writing this this letter from the top of the mountain he's not writing this letter from the winner's podium there is a secret for contentment, not just in our greatest triumphs, but also in our deepest devastations. There is a secret. Yes, he does want to make sure that Christians are able to, able to handle the good times as well, because we can get caught up in that, and, 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 and we ride that wave too. We ride the wave of the good times. And, and we mistake it for something that it's not. But he wants us to remember in the good times as well where our hope comes from. He wants us to remember Jesus when all is well, when we're at life's peaks, to thank Jesus when we succeed, to express appreciation when there's a feast set before us, to bring him to mind as the giver of every good gift when we're swimming in abundance. If you're in a good season, it's because he put you there. Don't forget to give him praise for that. You haven't been led into temptation in a long time. Praise God. It's not in your strength, it's in his. 
you know, and every time you go to to the doctor for that follow-up appointment and you're nervous and it comes all clear, it's his victory. He is your sustainer. So don't forget, when things are good, when we have those friends around us, when our relationships are strong, when our family circles aren't broken, when everything's going as it should be, don't forget who put you there. See, just as much as Paul wants us to lean on Jesus when times are good, he wants us to have strength from Jesus to endure when things are at their hardest. And do you know what? Maybe that's even more so. Because I'm sure if you've ever experienced any kind of trial in your life, any kind of difficult circumstance, or maybe you're going through that right now, you want the church praying. You want people around you. You don't want to be in that season by yourself. When you're weak, you need to draw strength from God. That's the place that you're in. When they leave and you want them to come back, you need to draw strength from Jesus. When things just seem like there's no way out of this, this, like this cycle is just absolutely endless. Let me tell you, there is hope in the name of Jesus. And he is a living hope. You are not hopeless. You are not without hope. And I know some things are just a tough nut to crack. Some people are just tough nuts to crack. Don't give up. Give them to God. Give your circumstances to God. Allow him to work through them. Just don't say it'll never happen. In all things... In every circumstance, as I said at the start, church, I told you I was going to repeat myself, so I am. What's the secret? Paul calls it Christ who strengthens me. Or, or earlier in Philippians chapter 3, the surpassing worth of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. That is the secret. That's the secret to your contentment. Only when Christ is our central treasure do we truly have the wherewithal for life's greatest wins and losses. When he is the center of all of it, then it's fine. You can experience those wins and you can know that he is God and you can experience those losses and you can know that he is still God. All things means through Christ I can hunger and suffer and I can be in want. But it's just as long as he is that central treasure. And it seems like there's a bit of repet repetition here. And I understand that because when I was, when I was putting this together, I'm like, there, there is a lot of, there's a lot of repeating in this, in this message and in, in, in whatever it is that you've put together here, Rich. Like I'm, I'm talking to myself, so mad. But that, that's the process I went through. I was like, you're, you're repeating yourself. But then I'm like, do you know what? Paul does it. Jesus does it. I'm going to do it because I want to make sure the church get this. The secret... The secret offers strength for those who are weary, church. 
when you've been let down by the people you thought could never let you down? I have learned the secret. When the account is running dangerously low, I have learned the secret. When the assignments are piling up, but you're needed at home, and you're going to miss your deadlines, church, I have learned the secret. When that storm comes and it cuts off your power and it floods your house and it rips the roof off, I have learned the secret. When we think we may have lost the strength to go on, that's when we need to remember I have learned the secret. The secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. That in all things, in all things, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Jesus is the one who by his Holy Spirit loves to give strength to people. When he meets people when he encounters people throughout his ministry which is incredibly short but incredibly fruitful when he when he encounters people people so often draw strength from him some people physically some people with the words that he says but people always draw strength from Jesus and now we have his Holy Spirit and again, Jesus is the one who, by his Holy Spirit, loves to give strength to his people. He offers this both for doing life's most enjoyable things and for enduring and life's hardest things. Jesus is the strength giver for both eating a good meal with thanksgiving and for missing a meal with thanksgiving. In every circumstance, Jesus is big enough to sustain us when we're low. He's strong enough to hold us when we are at our weakest. Jesus is enough. In every circumstance, in all things, we can do all things. Not just the things we want most to do, but even and especially the things we want least to do. Through Jesus who strengthens us. Church, Jesus is the Lord of our wins and our losses. He's the Lord over feast and famine. He's the Lord over bonuses and layoffs. He is big enough to be relatively unimpressed with your greatest accomplishments and yet kind enough to be gentle in your greatest failures. It's when, we're, it's when we're off the track. It's when we feel at our lowest. Sometimes that's when we feel that we encounter Christ the most. He is Lord not only over champions, but also over losers, over the disqualified. And again, we continue to read this through God's word. Allow me to share just a few verses here from 1 Corinthians chapter 1, 26 to 29. Consider your calling, brothers. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. Not many were powerful. Not many were of noble birth. But God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. 
God chose what is weak in the world to shame the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, even things that are not, to bring nothing things that are, so that no human being might boast in the presence of God. God, God is the God of the winners and the losers. God is the God of the highs and the lows. In Philippians 4 and verse 19, it says, My God will supply every need of yours according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And in that we phrase there, every need of yours. What does that mean in view of what we've been reading? Well, it means that all you need for God-glorifying commitment. Because church, ultimately, that's what this is about. It's about being able to commit. It's about being able to be content in every single season. And that might include times when we are hungry. That might include times when we are needy, when we are not ready. But Paul's love for the Philippians, it flowed from his contentment in God and his contentment flowed from his faith in the future grace of God's provision. God would be all that he would ever need. He would be all that he would ever want. And that is how Paul is able to love others. Because the fountain that he draws from never runs dry. So on the back of that, could we say that greediness or even the love of things is the exact opposite of faith? It's the love of things that leads to the loss of contentment in Christ. Because we start to, we start to crave other things to satisfy what, what our heart desires. Which, which the presence of God is the only thing that can truly satisfy. And there's no, there's no mistaking that, 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 that there's this battle. That there's a battle against unbelief in God's promise. And it's so interesting that we sang those words earlier about the faithfulness of God. And Scott shared about the battles that we can find ourselves in. You know, God's faithfulness, it's, it's in the battle, it's in every single circumstance. It's whether you feel that you're winning or you're losing. But can I encourage you, again, don't put your worth, don't put your longing, don't, um, don't place too much importance in the things of this world. Because they run dry, they run out. This is the last verse that I'm going to share. It's Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5. Keep your life free from love of money and be content. There's that word again. Be content with what you have. For he has said, this is what you have. I will never leave you nor forsake you. This verse, it, it, it tells us that we can have freedom from the love of things. And we can have freedom in the contentment of God. People feel like sometimes, 
I don't know, whenever, whenever, whenever you're coming to church and, and some people will tell you, like it's, it's all these rules or it feels, like they're, it feels like they're trying to stop me doing a load of stuff. And it's like, you don't understand. God's setting you free from all the things that you want to do. And he is giving you new desires. He's giving you new things. And the things that he has given you are so much better than anything else you could have ever wanted. So church, I'll finish with this, with this. When you're at your highest, turn to Jesus in gratitude and for the strength to take the next step. And when you're at your lowest, turn to Jesus in faith that he'll provide for you the strength to keep going. Church, it's true. In Jesus, we really can do all things, but especially be content in him. In, in the midst of life's most difficult circumstances. Lean always on the Savior. Because church, you have learned the secret. And it is that you have Christ. And because of that, you have all that you will ever need. Let me pray, church. Lord, thank you that it never runs out. Thank you that it never runs dry. Thank you, church, that in every season in life, all that we need can be found in you and your son. So God, we give you praise for who you are, what you're doing in our lives and in this season. And no matter what season we are in, God, help us to praise you. God, it's in your son's holy and precious name.